Today on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we are going to review the Night of Champions, and I'm going to give you my feedback and what is my thoughts after this event. Uh, it was a good event. The ending was the best part. Of course, Bloodline storyline uh, took over the whole show and a surprise title change that I did not expect. We're going to have that. We're also going to go through Double or Nothing that's going to happen tonight. We're going to preview some of the matches and what I think of some of the storyline. We're going to have that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Let's get it. We came out here to tell you to your face, you can't get ready for us. No, sir. Welcome to another episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report through the audio podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Night of Champions and some of my feedback and my thoughts on this event. Pretty much this event, I mean, usually Saudi shows are not that great. Uh, and I'm not going to say this show was great. It was all right. It was a average and decent show that you could actually watch. I have a few questions for some of the matches. Especially the uh, uh, actually three matches that I kind of question some of the things. Number one, the Seth Rollins and AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship. I got my my thoughts on that. The Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, which I felt that they um still again a lot of people are questioning why is Brock Lesnar doing all this attacking Cody Rhodes broke his arm and still don't. The story has not been told of why he has been doing all this. And, of course, the best storyline WWE has, which is the bloodline. What is going to happen after we saw Jimmy super kick, not once, but twice, Roman Reigns in the tag team title match and whatnot? Is there going to be a bloodline civil war? We don't know. So let's start off real quick uh, and let's talk about the first match of the night which was AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Um, decent match. I can't complain about it. The only thing is I don't like when WWE tried to insult people in intelligence. When you go and say that the World Heavyweight title has a, 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 a lineage, and a, a, you know what I'm saying, a homage to Bruno San Martino, you're trying to insult the average wrestling fan who know the wrestling game. First of all, that world title they just brought back, it goes, it's a 2.0 version of the big gold belt that used to be carried by Ric Flair and the NWA. So where they get that this is a homage, uh, homage to Bruno San Martino when Bruno San Martino never held the NWA world title yet along the big gold title. So that title lineage is not connected because the one that Bruno San Martino won is the one that Roman Reigns is carrying around right now. Not the red, not the blue one, the black one has 60 something plus years of, of historic lineage of all kinds of types of champion who has won that Pedro Morales. Uh, we're talking about, uh, 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 
uh, Ivan Koloff, Hulk Hogan. Uh, um, I could go on and on. Bruno San Martin, superstar Billy Graham. Those are the lineage of that title, which is the one Roman Reigns has. But when WWE and the announcers tried to insult us and our intelligence by saying that the match, that the belt that was fought last night by Seth Rollins and AJ Styles is connected to Bruno San Martino, which is not true. That belt is not nowhere connected to Bruno San Martino. And I felt that that was a disgrace on WWE's part because you all know that that is the second rate title. You call it World Heavyweight title all you want. But if you think about it also, Seth Rollins ended up beating AJ Styles in a great match. I cannot knock it or whatever, but in a great, great match between two guys that knows how to put it in the ring. But number one, Seth Rollins was already dressed to match the world title he was going to win. That was clue number one. For those who didn't know that clue number one was three weeks ago when pretty much Seth Rollins gave it away that he was going to win the title. And if you don't don't know how he gave it away, go back to four roles from like a month ago when, the, uh, when Paul Heyman was in the ring and Seth Rollins came out. When they introduced the belt, that it was going to be a tournament for that belt. He pretty much... He gave it away. They were, I mean, of course, you got the, um, you have the internet trolls and you have these fake ass clickbait, uh, uh, dirt sheets who act like they could, they, that they are, uh, uh, legit and they got some type of, you know, legs on their stories. Okay. When they say, oh, you know, AJ's going to win the belt because Seth Rollins is doing movies in Hollywood, whatever. If he is, he is. But the bottom line is, we knew Seth Rollins was going to win the belt. Okay? I mean, his wrestling gear matched with the belt. And who came out to put the belt around his waist? No other than Triple H. Of course, again, members of the Shield are now world champions. WWE still, and I'm going to say it, dick-riding the Shield and whatnot by putting Seth Rollins, they first inaugural world champion uh, according to that belt and then Roman's holding the undisputed uh, the undisputed belts you know they, this is this is what you get this is what you get uh, so but it was a good match I'm not gonna knock it the match was pretty good whatever and, and of course AJ and Seth Rollins when they in that ring they got the chemistry so it pretty much worked out uh, the next match, which I don't, again, why are they bringing these people who are already in the Hall of Fame in a wrestling match? So we have Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, which it was freaking boring to me and whatnot. Seeing Trish Stratus and whatnot, and they talk about she brought the revolution to the world. First of all, Trish Stratus did not was part of the evolution of wrestling. No, she wasn't. She was in the tits and ass era when... Um, when we had the uh, the attitude era that everybody so freaking loved to this day, okay, she was an okay wrestler, but she's nothing like these wrestlers. If you want to talk about the evolution or the revolution of wrestling of the women's division in WWE, you got to, of course, you have Becky Lynch, who was part of that, Charlotte Flair, as hard as it is for me to say it, uh, Sasha Banks, and Bayley. Those were the revolutionary girls who brought the wrestling for what it is now. And, of course, it's now garbage because... You know, Sasha Banks no longer with WWE. Bailey, they got a, I don't know what they're doing with her. Um, but again, a match that I still question. 
to this day. Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch in a match. It was not that. Nobody was interested in this match until Zoe Starks, who used to be in NXT, came out, interfered on behalf of Trish Stratus, and took Becky Lynch outside and hit her with a with a with a knee strike that pretty much busted Trish Stratus. Uh, not Trish Stratus, sorry, Becky Lynch nose. And in my case, I was like, here's somebody who came in. WWE had brought her in and pretty much um, botched the move because she busted this girl's nose and when she was bleeding from the nose. Becky Lynch was winning. But Trish Stratton ended up winning the match. But Zoe Starks, uh, we could see that match between Zoe Stark and Becky Lynch could be something. So they're probably going to move on from Trish. I don't know. I'm going to drink my little coffee here because this is going to get interesting. So Zoe Starks ends up interfering in the Trish Stratus Becky Lynch match, which was not all that. But uh, I believe that this is gonna probably gonna bring in probably Lita involved in this to help Becky Lynch, and maybe Lita turns on Becky Lynch, and we may have uh, the, you know the 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 well not the four horsewomen anymore because then Sasha Banks is not there, but you may have Becky Lynch. Teaming up with Charlotte Flair, believe it or not, and, and Bailey against these three girls. So who knows? I think this is impossible. The Intercontinental title match between Gunther and Mustafa Ali, I felt that this match was more looking like a punishment for Ali. He did not have a chance with Gunther. Gunther, of course, he reminds me of, of Killer Kowalski. And for those who don't know who Killer Kowalski is, who are listeners, um, do your research. Killer Kowalski was a badass wrestled back in the 60s and 70s, and that's who Gunther reminds me of, or Walter, like I like to call him. Um, uh, he reminds me of that. I mean, he chopped Mustafa Ali. I took, it took his soul off. But Mustafa Ali had no chance in this match. This is just like, I don't know, I felt like WWE pretty much punishing Mustafa Ali, and Gunther, of course, won that match. The Rawls Woman title match, which was very, very interesting match. Uh, you could tell that Bianca Belair is was you uh, had little booze here and there in Saudi. Oscar uh, looked like she was the favorite in Saudi, uh, and the ending of this match was a shocker because I did not expect Oscar to beat Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Title. Now the way she did it, I mean she tried to throw the miss at Bianca Belair during the match. And she figured, well, you know what? Um, if I can't catch her because she's expecting me to um, to throw it at her. So when she catches me ready to do her finishing move, I'll stake the mist, the rem, uh, the residue of the mist in my hands and stick it in her eyes when she tried to do her finishing move. And that's exactly what she did. She put her fingers full of the mist from and the tape on her hands. Inside Bianca Belair's eye, then she did two kicks behind the back of Bianca Belair, and we have a new Rose Women's Champion, Oscar, and I think this is her second title reign and whatnot. But I like it because Bianca Belair, first of all, she's in SmackDown. She was walking around carrying the um, the Rose Women's Championship uh, in SmackDown. So now, because remember. 
the SmackDown World Champion, is Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley, uh, you know, she, I don't think they want to move her from, from um, I don't think they want to move her from um, Raw because, you know, she's part of Judgment Day. So unless they're going to trade her off the belt and instead of having in the SmackDown, they'll give her the Raw. That could possibly happen. But then again, still can't do it because Oscar's, uh, Oscar, I believe, if I'm correct, Oscar is still in Raw, if I'm correct. And maybe she'll be the next opponent. I don't know. It's, it's, it's WWE, don't, I don't know what the hell they did. Why they gave Rhea Ripley a SmackDown title if she's going to be in Raw. But speaking of Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley annihilated Natalia. This match was three minutes the most. And I don't even think three minutes. Rhea Ripley destroyed Natalia uh, last night in Saudi. And it was just an, an embarrassment for Natalia. Uh, she beat her like nothing. This is nothing really much to talk about. Just that Rhea Ripley's a badass, uh, and she's doing what she's doing. The Brock Lesnar match against Cody. This was pretty much a dumb type of match. Cody used his cast on Brock Lesnar about three or four or five times. Back in the days, if a wrestler used a cast, he would literally knock the wrestler out. The fact that Brock, okay, you may hit him once, you may hit him twice, but the fact that you hit Brock Lesnar like three or four times with the damn cast and you didn't get disqualified, number one, and number two, I guess because it was a fight, supposedly, and you didn't knock out Brock Lesnar, it was stupid. First of all, the fact that Brock Lesnar caught Cody Rhodes in, in the Kimura, not once, but about two or three times, and it wasn't until like the third, fourth time that Cody passed out, then... Brock Lesnar beat him. I mean, Brock hit him with a F5, which usually no one gets up. Cody got up. So they are pushing Cody in a dumb, dumb way, which, you know, they're using, they're trying to use the same method that his father used to do back in the days where, you know, he fought adversary. And it's not making sense because now Cody lost to Brock Lesnar. Now what? What's next? We don't know what's next. You know, so it's it's kind of dumb to even think about, you know, what's next, because what are you going to do now? He's going to say, well, I never gave up. I passed out. You still lost. So it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. And the last match, of course, was the Roman Reigns and Soul Sokol versus the champs. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This was pretty good. They concentrated most of the match and punishing Sami Zayn because he used to be a member of the bloodline. But it was the ending. The Usos came out when uh, Kevin Owens took Roman Reigns. It looked like he was going to put him through the table. And the Usos came out and pretty much attacked Kevin Owens, trying to help Roman Reigns. And then they went into the ring. They double super kicked Sami Zayn. And uh, actually, no, they single-handedly single kicked uh, Sami Zayn. When they went for a double super kick, they hit Solo Sokoa. Roman Reigns seeing this goes in the ring, pissed off, angry. He uh, tells Jimmy why did he get in. He was like, "Well, I was trying to." He kind of, kind of mushed him. He did the same thing to Jay. And next thing you know, when Roman Reigns about to turn around after telling Jay Uso that there is no day one, Jimmy Uso super kicked Roman Reigns and whatnot. Jay was shocked, saying, "Why you did that? You could." We better than this. 
blase blase and jimmy said you know what you should have been doing this a long time ago and when i i don't do this to you you look at my brother but i gotta do this he super kicked again roman reigns knocking him out of the ring leaving solo sequoia to get pinned by the champ and now the question is what is going to happen coming friday night next friday when they celebrate roman reigns a thousand a thousand days champ i mean he did a thousand days yesterday but uh, it'll be 1,005 for probably, 1,006, whatever. But we all know that Roman is not going to be a happy guy. Are we seeing a bloodline civil war going on? Are we going to see the Usos go against Roman Reigns and Solo Sikor in the future? This is something to be looking forward to. This is going to be so cool. I cannot wait to happen. Uh, this is the best storyline in WWE right now. But overall, the whole show, did pretty well you can't complain about it uh i can't complain about it uh there was like i said some of the matches i'm still wondering why cody rose got beat up and still getting beat up the last two months uh what are they going to do with the with the with the women's titles are they going to move real ripley to smackdown or are they not uh shockingly oscar is the champion uh seth rollins now the world champion who is going to face him for that belt because Rose don't really have anybody big super heel there so we'll see but we'll see what happens so we'll be right back with aew's double nothing preview and my thoughts on the storyline matches and more we'll be right back hey what's going on it's your boy jada red sante host of turnbuckle tabloid and you're listening to the choke slam wrestling report And we're back. So we're going to talk about AEW Double or Nothing that's going to happen tonight and whatnot. We have a lot of matches coming through. And, of course, they are, you know, th there's some matches going on um, that I don't know what's going to be the pre-show, but I could run down some of the matches here. So let's start off with the TBS Championship, Jay Carhill versus Tyler Valkyrie. Now, this match, I don't know why it's happening. Okay, because we already seen these two females go at it. And of course, there was, uh, uh, I think it was interference by um, Mark Sterling in a previous match, I think. Um, so, and I think Tyler Valkyrie attacked the referee on that. That's what she got suspended. But that's going to be something that we're going to, we might see Tyler Valkyrie beat Jay Carhill for the TBS championship. Now, Jay Carhill has had this belt for so long. I think it's been since January of last year she has had this belt. Uh, so it's time for her to win, to lose this belt, and maybe move on and face maybe uh, Jamie Hayter for the world title, which will be a great match between these two ladies if it happens. But we got to see what happens tonight between Jay Carhill and Tyler Valkyrie. I have Tyler Valkyrie probably beating Jay Carhill, ending her undefeated streak tonight. The international AEW championship will be involved in a Blackjack Battle Royal, Orange Cassidy versus 20 individuals. Uh, I did not see Rampage, so I have no idea who's going to be involved. 
And I'm sure probably uh, Kyle Fletcher will be in it. Orange Cassidy beat Kyle Fletcher. Again, I don't know why. But Orange Cassidy is probably going to lose this title tonight. This guy has been beat up. He's been defending that belt all over the place. And injury is going to catch up to him. And Kyle Fletcher, and again, talking about Kyle Fletcher, in case you guys didn't know, Aussie Open was signed by AEW. And when I even though Mark Davis is hurt, but um, Aussie Open right now is now part of all, uh, all the uh, All Elite Wrestling. But they, don't be surprised. We could see a FTR versus All Elite. I mean, All Elite. Aussie Open. Uh, somewhere down the line, maybe at the Wimbledon Stadium. I mean, that could be a great match. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed. These guys wrestled last year in Royal Quest 2, and it was an awesome match. Now, is the uh, United Empire coming? Who knows? But you know that Will Ospreay, his contract is over next year with New Japan, but remember, New Japan is working with AEW. We have Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, and Ethan Page versus Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardy Brothers. I don't care for this match. Pretty much, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Anything has to do with the Hardy Boys, I don't care. Um, I don't know why they went Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn, former AEW Tag Team Champions, now teaming up with Ethan Page. Well, even though they're from the firm, but now it looks like the firm are feuding with Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardy Boys. I don't care for this match. Not, they should put this. In the uh, how you call it in the in the uh, uh, pre-show, so unsanctioned match: Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. Now this match, uh, for my liking, is going to be good. I mean, even though it's unsanctioned, you know that JS is going to get involved. All Adam Cole has is Roderick Strong, with the exception now they announced that Sabu is going to be with Adam Cole. Don't ask me why the hell they got Sabu as with Adam Cole. I, I don't know the relationship between these two, the history. I ain't know Adam Cole and Sabu were close. Beats me. So that right there just, I mean, if my boy Jay Santee from Turnbuckle uh, Tabloid was talking to me right now, he would be shaking his head also because why is Sabu even involved in this? Tony Khan, again, being a mark, Bringing in a, a, a ECW legend for what? Again, for what? The anarchy in the arena. I don't, I'm not crazy about this. For that, you could have put them in guts, uh, bloods and guts. We got Adam Page, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the, oh, the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club. I see something bad happening here. We could see Konoskit, Takeshita coming in, interfering in this match, costing the Elite the match. Which I again I'm gonna say it, Kode Bushi may be coming after double nothing, somewhere maybe in uh Fighter Fest somewhere in June or July, or better yet, Forbidden Door coming up next month. So anything is possible with this situation. So um again, uh, uh Anarchy in the arena, it just don't make no sense to me. This these matches that are wrestling all over the arena, you miss on spots. It's going to be blood all over the place. Um, not too crazy about the way that they're doing this. I, I Not really, to be honest. The AEW World Tag Team titles with special guest Mark Briscoe will be FTR, the champion, versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Again, I'm going to say it. Why is Jeff Jarrett getting title shot? This guy should not be nowhere near the ring 
lot of people like, oh, he's still got it, whatever. He shouldn't be in the ring. This is one of those guys that me and uh, um, Jay Santon was talking about. Jeff Jarrett should be behind the scene, being part of uh, creative writing, and show some of these younger talent what to do instead of him being in the middle of that ring. He says, oh, people love it, that people curse him. So what? This is not about you. Your day has come and go. So I don't understand why Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lee do again another tag team title shot. When it wasn't long ago, they got a tag team title shot against the Acclaim, and they lost. I don't understand that one. The AEW Women's Championship, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. I don't want to see Tony Storm getting this belt and beating Jamie Hayter because they'll suck. Because, again, unless they're trying to, to make things right with Tony Storm by, giving, by winning the title and becoming the world champion again for the second time, I don't know. Or could it be some type of situation where Thunder Rosa may come back? I don't know. Anything is possible. We don't know. The TNT Championship ladder match, Waller versus Christian Cage. Please, God, don't let Waller lose the belt to Christian Cage this time. And do I see Luchasaurus turning on Christian? Because, I mean, he's been looking at him kind of weird the last couple of weeks. So it, it, it's, it's out there. I, I don't know. I don't know. And then we have the AEW World Championship, the four pillars of the company, going at it in a four-way match with MJF, the champion, versus Darby Allin. Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara. And JF is coming out of that with, you know, with, with, with a clean victory. Do not, and I'm going to repeat it again, do not be surprised if Jack Perry turns heel. Because in the last couple of weeks, he's been the one who's been very, very vocal, very, very, uh, you know, talking a lot. So, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, you got, you got to, Keep an eye on because you know it's been it's he's been very very vocal, you know what I'm saying, and who knows, you know we could see we could see anything now. Uh, also, the one thing that I, you know, that I've been noticing, our Anderson as a couple of, in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, has been talking four horsemen throwing the four horsemen. Are the four horsemen coming to AEW or what? And if they are, who is it? You know, we don't know, you know. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, news from Japan. Shota Umino to team with John Moxley and Claudio Castellani at New Japan Dominion coming up on June, I believe, is June 8th, I think it is. But... Uh, Shota Umino has his partners doing that New, jo New, jo uh, New Japan Best of Super Junior Finals. Shota announced that he will be teaming with John Moxley, Claudio Castellani, and New Japan Dominion to challenge Kasusuko Okada, Hiroshi Tadahashi, and Tomohiro Ishii for the never open weight six man tag team titles. Do not be surprised the Blackpool Combat Club wins that. Uh, Umino made the announcement after he teamed with Ren Narita and, and Desperado and Mike Bailey to defeat. Kasuso Okada, Hiroshi Tadahashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Taguchi. So there you go. They already lost. That's a sign right there that you know that they might lose those belts. You're gonna have Kasusuko Okada on a six-man tag team all this time? No, I don't, I don't see it. Dominion will mark Moxley return to Japan for New Japan. It will be Kasuno's debut in Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And of course, we all know that Mr. 
uh Moxley and Castelloni will be in action tonight, you know, on the thing. Um uh Brian Danielson helping with AEW Collision Creative. Uh AEW has a big name involving helping creative. Brian Danielson will be contributing to creative for the collision brand, according to source familiar with the uh with the situation. Danielson had previously helped out in this capacity in WWE run as well, especially when he was sidelined. Those that we spoke to the work with him had great things to say about his demeanor in WWE when helping. Tony Khan, Pat Buck, Will Watson, Sanjay Duck, QT Martin compromised the team. They largely are set to put together the shows where Marshall and Duck contributed heavily. No wonder some of the shows are horrible. Geraldine, Dean Malenko, Christopher Daniels are, are often providing creative input. Okay. As outlined in their survey last week, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, John Moxley, FTRC, and Punk all have heavy input into their own programs. AEW Collision, of course, is going to debut on June 17. So, well, Brian Danielson will be, uh, I guess, putting his creative side in there. So, you know, but who knows? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, but I think that is it for me this week. And, um, you know, it's, it's not much. Well, tonight we just got to see what happens with uh, AEW Double or Nothing. I mean, it, we'll see what happens. I mean, if MJF comes out winning out of all this, who will be his next challenge? Because Adam Cole could be the guy who could defeat MJF and whatnot. I could see that happening, but that may not happen probably no later, a little bit down the line. Maybe uh, we could be talking about maybe uh, Full Gear in November. But I think uh, tonight with Jericho and Adam Cole, something's going to happen where uh, Roderick Strode probably is going to get jumped. Sabu's going to be taken out. And this will bring back uh, Kyle O'Reilly, who's been out for almost a year with injury. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, again, uh, you know, the Night of Champions was pretty good. Uh, we'll see if what AEW brings tonight uh, with their pay-per-view and whatnot. Uh, they WWE had NXT, um, whatever it was. Uh, I think it was NXT last night. Um, so I, I don't know what was the results, but I could go. We could go back here and find out. Uh, let's see. No, I think one is. Then they had. Uh, I guess not. Oh well, whatever. But uh, and I believe wasn't the they still wrestling nine up to. Let me see. Uh, the finals, yeah. Uh, who won the finals for the Super Juniors, as a matter of fact? Yeah, there was. Uh, I knew they had something coming up. Something else. The best of Super Junior 30. Not very happy for the guys who ended up in the finals of the best of Super Juniors this year was Master Waddle versus Titan in, in the finals. Um, they had their finals um, today, and, of course, the winner, Master Waddle wins the best of the super juniors uh master waddle i'm not a big fan of his i didn't like the way they brought him in a couple of years ago um he was i believe i think he was former iwgp's junior heavyweight champion tag team junior champion uh so i'm not sure with uh with the the coochie uh but master waddle wins it at this year the 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 People who were in the best of super juniors, it was not. Um, you had uh, you had Mike Mike Bailey in it. Other than that, you didn't have a lot of people in it, so it wasn't all that this year. So 
and that's why I, I chose not to cover it because of you know the 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 the, the roster that was in there was in all that so you know uh impact had uh you know they show on Friday we saw of course we saw um uh, Scott Demore you know put through a table on you know on on I think was it uh, Friday so the uh they had the impact digital championship match that Joe Henry uh defeated Dirty Dango by disqualification Nick Aldis defeated Kenny Kenny King by submission you know uh we had the world tag team champion ace also Chris Bay defeated subculture flash morning webs I don't know who those fucking people are Trey Miguel defeated Chris Saban Chris Saban had uh, had the match one when the referee was knocked down. Miguel spray paint his eye and pinned him for the victory. Let me find out. Trey Miguel's now a heel. Hmm. A six way scramble for the number one contender, fought for the Impact World Championship. Uh, the uh, Alex Shelley defeated Eddie Edwards, Jonathan Gresham Jr. on the Moore, Frank and Casarian moves. Uh, you know, and then you had Deanna Peraza defeated Jordan Grace. I heard Jordan Grace is now leaving Impact and she will not be wrestling for a while. And of course, we saw Steve Macklin defeat PCO uh, and whatnot. And um, pretty much Bully Ray, uh, when this attack, you know, the, the, uh, Scott Demore used the belt to show Scott tell Macklin to find a table. Bully insists Macklin setting up the table as he slips it. Once Bully takes out the lighter fluid, Matt Rainwell instantly the ring and makes an effort to stop him. Before PCR enters the ring, Bully sprays Renwell with lighter fluid. The Morrison machine gun attempts to savage the day, but they too are eliminated. Bully spatter liquor on the table as Macklin helps Scott stand to end up with a bully put Scott through a flaming table. So things are getting crazy in impact, especially with Bully Ray involved. But of course, Bully Ray is always that a gimmick guy. Um, but Steve Macklin is the champion. It's a good move that Impact did. So, you know, it is what it is. But that is it for me today, guys. Thank you very much for listening uh, to my audio podcast today. Um, again, guys, you can follow me on any social media outlet, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, The Chokeslam, Wrestling Report. You can also check out my YouTube channel. I just put a uh, video of fourth-year anniversary with my co-host, or not my co-host, my special host, Jay Santi from the Turnbuckle Tabloid. That's we sat down and talked about WWE, AEW, Roman Reigns, and all that good stuff. It's now available on the YouTube channel. I got tons of content there, so subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell and whatnot and for new uploads. So also, I also have a merchandise store, uh, tcwr.veryimpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryimpressive.com. So check that out, guys, and enjoy it. And hope that, you know, uh, you can check out the merchandise there. I got shirts, hats, sweaters, all kinds of shirts. That Chokeslam Wrestling Report shirt there. I got a Body Slammer shirt. I got hats, all kinds of stuff there. So you go check it out. Subscribe to the website so you could get uh, uh, access to see the YouTube videos and access to the audio podcast by clicking on either the YouTube channel is that takes you directly to the video or the logo of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. It'll lead us directly to all the audio archives and audio podcasts that I've done here. Again, I want to thank those who have been supporting me on my YouTube channel and through my audio podcast, 4th Year Anniversary 
tomorrow makes four years I've been doing this. And I want to thank everybody who has been supporting me, especially on the YouTube channel. So, you know, thanks everybody who supported me. Those who I worked with uh, in the podcast uh, genre, you know, my boy Jay Santee, of course, you know, uh, WNR podcast I've done with them. Uh, you know, the wrestlers I dealt with, Danny Limelight, Chris Cage, uh, you know, who else? Um, the uh, oh, Love Jones, Brian, uh, Pitbull, Pittman, uh, many guys who've been the last four years I've done, Dominic De Niro, all these guys that I've done videos with. And hopefully, you know, down the line, I'll be able to do more with different guys. Uh, I'm in the works of trying to get something with PJ pj savage and bougie so that's going to be in the works that's coming soon well continue to support the podcast and whatnot and remember guys that i also any youtube show that i've done uh in my channel also is on the audio podcast here so also check out the audio podcast you can follow me on you know on iHeartRadio, radio on spotify you go to find me on apple by going to the chokeslamwrestlingreport.com and you go directly to the Apple uh, link. That's again the chokeslamwrestlingreport.com. So check it out and support the podcast. Until then, guys, I'll see you guys next week. Have a beautiful Memorial Day weekend and be safe. <laughs>